Welcome to the Ringer Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to godly marriages and the trials we all face. Our goal here is to strengthen, encourage, and educate through the personal experiences we've gained in our 15 years of difficult bliss. We aren't licensed counselors or pastors, but we are experts on just about everything your relationship can weather. We've been through the Ringer, and we're still standing. Go ahead. Welcome to our first episode. We're excited. Number one. First one, yeah. Three years in the making. Three years. It's been a long time, and we are so glad that all of you are listening. We've been wanting to do this for at least three years oh, in, yeah. in some form, and I think podcasting is the best way to get it to the masses. Oh, absolutely. Better than standing in front of people and trying to get a crowd to come. That's right. We're in a uh, super fancy home studio. We are. We are, and there, there will be um, proof of that on Instagram. That's right. So I'll be posting pictures later. Our Instagram account's name is just the Ringer Podcast. That's right. And that's Ringer, W-R-I-N-G-E-R. Like the old laundry ringer, you know. That we've been through. That we have been through. It's appropriately named because the last 15 years have not been easy. That's right. Well, hey, my name is Rusty Bonds, and my beautiful wife is Jessica. I love it when you say all three syllables. It's sexy. What, Jessica? Yeah. Okay. Most people don't. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, we have been married for the for fifteen plus years. Yeah. And that's basically the amount of time we've been together. That's right. That's it. Was, it. it was fifteen years. Uh, sometime this past August. So one day. Yeah. We 18? never. Yeah. We never 16. remember the date. That's fine. Uh, God does. That's right. We uh, we live in Tennessee. Uh, we've got uh, two beautiful daughters, twelve and fourteen. Uh, we've two got beautiful doodles. Two beautiful doodles. Uh, they uh, they are better behaved than our daughters. Sometimes. Yeah, occasionally. They don't talk back. That's right. But uh, we have been a very successful business owner couple in the past 15, 16 years. That's right. Well, you started before I did, so That's right. I kind of married into it. You know, there used to be a bumper sticker, probably still is, and it says, I've been rich and I've been poor, richer is better. And you know that's uh, that's definitely true. We've we've been uh, we've been extremely wealthy, and we've been uh, you know so broke we couldn't even pay attention. We have a very close family. Our our kids, we and our kids are very close. We li- kind of live secluded from our families. Yes, or like our extended family. So right, we had no choice but to become a really close unit. Right. So right, you know. Uh, just to back up just a hair, uh, I was actually married before Jessica, and I was married for five years, and it was one of those things, I met the girl in college, actually right as I graduated college, we knew each other a very little time, and I was moving to Florida, and... There's the dishwasher. The dishwasher's done. But I was moving to Florida, didn't want to move alone, and so she and I got married, moved to Florida, and like I said, we were married five years, and it was more like just living with someone for five years. There was nothing about it that was marriage. So, what year was that? What, What year did that begin? Uh, 97, 97, I think. 
2002. 2002. That's correct. January of 2002, correct. which is the same time that I had a completely life-changing surgery. It's over. It's done beeping. Okay. We're good. I had gastric bypass when I was 27 years old. How old were you? 30. He was 30 at the time. Right. We were living... Anyway, back to mine. I was in Northwest Arkansas as a graphic, working as a graphic designer in an agency there, and I weighed 300 pounds, and I saw no way of changing my life because I had to sit down all day long. So anyway, I had this change, this life-changing surgery, and dropped half of who I was, and ended up moving to Northeast Arkansas. What were you doing at this time, baby? I was actually flying corporate jets when I was in South Florida. Jets are sexy. They are sexy. They turn me on as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I was uh, I was flying corporate jets, and I left there and was hired on with a major airline and went through all of my training and my check ride, believe it or not, uh, in the jet was on September 11th, 2001. And... You guys all know what happened that day. And so not only was I furloughed from my job that day, but I was stuck in West Virginia for five days because all the flights were grounded. And so I was sitting in my hotel room thinking, what in the world am I doing with my life? And so, uh, you know, once I once I got back to Florida, um, I found out that my then wife was having an affair and so we obviously divorced and there was there was no chance of reconciliation because she had no desire to reconcile plus it was not an actual strong marriage in no, the first place it, no i mean there was there was no god anywhere in the marriage it's kind of like roommates it, yeah it was exactly like roommates it's, it was a, it, and that actually made me feel better. Yeah, but once once uh, <laughs> once, <laughs> once we ended it, uh, I took my beloved weenie dog and moved to Alabama, where I helped my parents open a open a business there. And believe it or not, uh, you know, I was obviously very lonely in Alabama. What? And, yeah, and so I. Uh, Turned on the old computer and found a website called Match.com. Yeah, go ahead. There was actually an attractive girl on there that I thought, hey, I want to message her, but I couldn't message her until I was a member. And so I signed up uh, to be a member and sent her an email, and she never replied. P.S. This was not me. No, and then I found this beautiful girl that was living in Jonesboro, Arkansas at the time. That's me. Yes. I I wasn't beautiful back then. I was just spunky. Yeah, you I were was, very spunky. I had short hair, short hair, which he does not like. Right. And, well, I was silly. I mean, I was, I was in an area of the world that had a very shallow dating pool, kind of like Lower Alabama. Exactly. And if you weren't married by the age of twenty-two, around twenty-two, twenty-five, then you were out of luck. Right. If you were single at the age of twenty-seven. That meant you were probably going through a divorce. Or a lesbian. Or a lesbian. Right. And I'm not interested in women. <laughs> so, I got on Match.com in September of 2002. And I went on 12 very um, unsuccessful dates. One guy smelled like garlic. Really he did. Bad. And he was an administrator of our hospital in Little Rock, if you're listening. 
garlic is not your friend. That's right. So if you know a, a hospital administrator in Little Rock that smells like garlic, that's probably the guy. I think his name is Chris. Name Chris. Blonde hair. Blonde Chris Garlic Hospital Administration. In Little Rock. You probably know him. Okay, so I had a couple of scary incidents, and like I had two two guy one guy came from Tulsa, and I had to have a police escort home because I was afraid of him after I went to work, and he was still there, and I had I had just a bunch of crazy things, and it was God's way of going get off of this, get off. So I decided after six months to let my subscription run out because I did pay for six months. Mm-hmm. I was desperate. But um, I guess God did show me what I didn't want out of those 12 men, right. boys. Right. And so the last few days of my subscription, throughout my birthday in March of 2003, mm-hmm. I had my messenger, my instant messenger open on the the website. So anyone across the country, outside of your selection, could message you. Yeah. I was getting some crazies. But then this really, really hot, ex-frat boy looking, white teeth, tan guy. Super tan. So tan. Sent me this message. Or sent me a, I think it was just, hey, or hot. No, that's not a you. You'd have been, hi, how are you? Right. I was very sterile back then because I was scared. He was death. nervous. I was nervous. I wasn't nervous about anything. Want to make a good impression. I'm not scared of anything. Good, wholesome kid, you mm-hmm. know. So we talked. He sent me an email, and his name was Russell. Right. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. And I'm surprised she even spoke to me because my screen name was Romantic Aviator. Actually, <laughs> when I saw your screen name, I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Oh. I've never been good at making up names. And I don't like romantic anything. Well, no, that's it's not right. If it's, the, if it's you, it's different. Yeah. Different kind of romantic. Right. But anyway, so we decided that... We should meet in person. Well, before that, we decided to have a phone call. Yeah, no, no, no. We decided to meet in person first, and then I started freaking out because the guy from Tulsa. Right. That's right. Yeah, so I was afraid because, yeah, he's cute on screen, but he may be psycho. So I had him send pictures, and they usually were. So I had his mom, or he had his mom take pictures of him. Yeah. And prove that he was normal. Right. And he was. He was. It was so cute. <laughs> so I was like, crap. When he gets here, when he comes to see me, he's going to see me. Remember, I'd lost all this weight. So, and I've always been the chunky girl. So uh, my confidence was so low. But when he sent me his pictures, I was like, oh my gosh. I know, number one, he was in a fraternity just by looking at him. Right. And number two, I know what kind of girl he dates. So I, was, I started self-doubting, and I didn't want him to come. Yeah. And he was a pilot, so he could get a plane and get there in no time. If I had known better back then, I would have known it took the same as a stinking car. Right. So, but anyway, I was, a, I was very scared for you yeah. to come. Then... Then we, then we had the phone call. Yeah. And the phone call started at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. and ended at 3 a.m. We talked for six hours straight. And the funny thing about the phone call was after six hours, actually before the phone call ended, she and I both knew we were getting married. Probably hour one. Yeah, we'd, we'd never met face to face. No. Uh, however, we, we both already knew we were getting married. And you hear my voice. You hear that I'm, I sound like, what, an adolescent boy? 
Yeah, you, yeah, it, it shocked me when I called. <laughs> it shocked me. So, anyway, when I answered the phone and he, he didn't hang up after that, I thought, well, right. we may have a chance. Right. I mean, I thought of saying, hello, sir, could I speak to Jessica, please? I would have immediately told you to right, and that's see why you later. Because I'm smarter than that. So, we decided he could come up. And he's going to get a hotel room, which right. made me feel much safer. Oh, yeah. I'm a gentleman. Most weren't. So, he came up. We went to Memphis. Right. I lived in that area. So, uh, Memphis was the spot. Plus, mm-hmm. it was it felt like home. Yeah. I'm close. I'm from close to there. Right. But we went to Houston's in Memphis. Yeah. Went to Bill Street. Mm-hmm. And I did my best to make sure that he didn't like me the whole it night. It was an absolute nightmare date he was the best thing when he oh you didn't tell him how what i look like on it doesn't matter when you pulled up yeah let me back up just a hair <laughs> i drove hopped in my car i i just purchased a brand new bmw because ladies like them that's right and yeah i was all about impressing the ladies <laughs> and i drove up there and uh you know i'm yeah i pull up at her house i get out ring the doorbell and I'm thinking, you know, we've talked on the phone. She's expecting me. She's going to be all dolled up, looking gorgeous. I just got off work and mowed my yard. So she opens the door. She's all sweaty. I swear there was some grass on her. Um, you know, and I, you know, the 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 record scratch sound. That's oh bull crap. You hear? I it, didn't look that bad. No, you didn't look that bad. Okay, but that's how surprised I was. Yeah, I told you. I was going to bow my yard. Right, and you didn't lie. No. So. I'm not a very good liar. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the the night the night of the first date, it was it was bad, and I admit that I tried to push him away. Yeah. But uh, I didn't want to be rejected by someone that I really really liked. Right. We um we were out at a, a place called the Flying Saucer in Memphis, and there was a group of. Uh, it's a bachelorette party. Yeah, it's a bachelorette party of your stereotypical sorority girls. I mean, all of them really pretty, great bodies. And um, she actually looked at me and said, you don't want me, you want them. You want somebody like that. And I said, no. Girls, I can't, no, I can't I be just, subtle. I had somebody like that, and that's not what I want. So we... Uh, so I won. She won. I mean, you know, I, I struggled through that day. We drove an hour back to her house. He packed up. And, uh, yeah, as soon as we got there, um, you know, I'd already made the decision of, uh, screw this, I'm going back home because, you know, she's been a complete... Uh, <laughs> hooker. Hooker. Well, yeah. That's not as bad. Well, that's true. But, I was uh, not nice. No. And he was... Um, I felt bad. Yeah, but I'd already made up my mind. You know, I'm 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 out of here because she doesn't want anything to do with me. So I begged him not to go. Yeah, and uh, did some pretty convincing uh, begging. We so, talked. Yeah. So. Uh, he went to church with me the next day. That's right. So it's all <laughs> everything's forgiven. He went to he he went when okay so he decided to stay. And we went to my hometown, which was an hour away from Jonesboro, where I was living. Right. And we went to my hometown church, which is a very tiny Baptist church in Steele, Missouri. Right. What up, Steele? Hey. And we walked in, and everybody that, well, everyone there knew me because the city town only has... 
2,000 people. Right. And I walk in the church, and everybody looks, and they're like, wait a minute. Actually, that's when the record scratch. For real. Yeah. She's not gay. Right. Nope. Look what I brought. That's right. And he was pretty, so it was great. Mm-hmm. And he met my family, and we hung out all day. All Sunday. He was supposed to go home Sunday. Were right. you not? Sunday? And then you decided to go home Monday? I think so, yes. Yeah, that's nice. You can just decide not to come home. Right. And um, he took me flying Monday. That's right. I, you I took me you and, my, and your sister. my sister. Right. He, we lived a mile from, an, or my parents lived a mile from the airport. And a little bitty airport. And somehow my cousin, who was also a pilot... Had access to a small plane. Yeah, he owned a small plane. Was it his at mm-hmm. the time? Okay, I don't remember. But he, Rusty took us up, and for my dad to give him that, I mean, I know I was 27 years old, but my dad still had a little bit of play on what I did. Yeah. I mean, you can still die in an airplane easily. My dad so. trusted him immediately because right. I'd hung out. Yeah. <laughs> my dad. So... That was it. Yeah, that was it. So we uh, it ended up being a being a great weekend, uh, despite the the first date. After he left, I cried. I don't cry about anything. Well, I actually surprised you before I left. Yeah, I was at work. He was supposed to be gone. It was Monday. Right. It was right after work, and he pulled up while I was at, in my office, and I saw him out the window, mm-hmm. and he said one last goodbye because he'd gone to eat breakfast. Right. And cracker barrel. Yeah. It was right down the road. Yeah. Anyway, he came in and told me goodbye, but I was absolutely devastated he was leaving. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was the last, that was the last time I wanted to say goodbye. Right. So, we should have gotten married that weekend. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was a hard drive back to Alabama, and from then, I guess for the next, what, couple months? Yeah. You know, we, we would see each other every, every other weekend. Every other weekend. Mm-hmm. I would, I would drive up or she would drive down. And uh, I mean, the Gulf Shores area. Yeah, seven hours in between you, uh, you know, may not seem like much, but then it, you know, when it's two people in love, that is. Oh, I felt like we were already married. Forever away, yeah. So, I mean, I felt like my husband was leaving for two weeks every single time. Right. And it was, okay, we met in person April the 11th. Sure. I was somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, now look, we had these dates memorized. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then we were engaged on my brother's birthday on May 23rd. Right. That's, if you're counting, that's just a little bit over a month later. Right. And then we were married on one of those days in August. Yeah. Seven, uh, 26, 16th. 16th. 16th, yeah. Y'all need to remember that. Yeah, we never, ever remember. And remind us every ever. August 16th. But anyway... That's how we got our start. That's right. So we we got married in uh, in South Alabama on the beach. Fort Morgan. That's right. During a tropical storm. That's right. On the beach. That's right. But uh, it was awesome. It was a great wedding. Um, we left everybody there. Yeah, I was at the time I was building a house or having a house built, and it was uh, it was just about complete when we got married. So we had a had a uh, home to move into. In fact, I uh, laid sod on our wedding day. Yep. Yep. Uh, and backyard. I gladly left my graphic design career to work at our retail store. Right. Or at our house or yeah. nothing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And it was a good beginning. Yeah. And that's where it stopped. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, uh, 
we got a little overzealous, and uh, three months after we got married, uh, she was pregnant. And then nine months after, hey, Pearl, get down, baby. Nine months after that, we were, I was pregnant again. Right. And then, oh, gosh. I mean, seriously. Yeah. We, the rinker. So, our experiences from after as soon as we met as soon as we got married from then on mm-hmm. has i think our the the last point of peace we had was between august and november of 2003 right i think so right so in that after that time actually before we were even engaged it started because i lost my dad that's right he was 48 years old, and it was a shock. So, trial number one. Yeah, and you know the crazy thing, and talking about you know God working in mysterious ways, uh, as she said, she took me to meet her parents the first weekend we met, and uh, I hit it off really well with her dad. And he and I hung out all that Sunday while she was at a uh, wedding shower or baby shower or some type of shower. And uh, so after I went home, 11 days later. Uh, he had a massive heart attack. And, uh, we think. Yeah, and, and passed away. Um, that, was, the, that was the first time. For, that was the first time we had a situation where we really didn't know what we were to each other. Right. And because we were so brand new at this. Right. It was like, I want him here. Yeah. But should he be here? But he came. Now again, this was eleven days after we met. I for couldn't the first have time. made it. Yep. I couldn't have made it. So anyway, that was trial one. Yeah. But from then on, from that minute until today, we've had very few quiet times in our right. marriage. Right. And we can help everybody else oh with their problems, too. Yeah. Promise. Just listen. You'll feel better about your marriage no matter what. You right? will. Yeah. When we tell you everything we've been through, you're going to sit back and go, holy cow, our marriage is a piece of cake. So we've had death of, of a parent. Right. We've had, hang on, let me just shuffle some papers here so I can pull it all out. We've had death of a parent. Right. We've had a death of a child. We've had an autistic child. Well, we still have one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had... Addiction. We've had what else though? Oh gosh. Uh, we, we've we've up. We picked we, up everything and moved. Yeah, and we've had arrest. We've had jail. We've, we've had, had multiple deaths of parents. Yeah, multiple deaths of parents. Uh, in fact, the most recent one being about two weeks ago. Uh, we have one. I mean, that sounds silly to say, but we have one left. Yeah. So it, big, big deal. Honestly, we've had uh, we've had a. Uh, multi-million dollar business taken away from us fail uh we've had businesses fail we've had in 2010 we had a six month long irs audit we've had uh, what else have we done here well and then our finances period oh yeah i mean good from 2010 until this very minute Mm -hmm. we've been in upheaval oh yeah and so everything we we have done we've had to learn not just cope but to find out how to get through every day and to remain 
as much in love with each other right. as that first day, right? If not more. Oh yeah, absolutely more mm-hmm. because there's more. There's more between us well, now. We have to lean on each other more. And uh, the the thicker things get, then the more we have to depend on each other. He, I'm only standing because of him and because of our faith. And same with me. And our faith has gotten deeper and deeper every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would classify us as the typical Christian family. Mm-hmm. Or kids, actually. We grew up, both of us in Baptist churches. Right. And that was on our match, my match profile. I wanted a Christian. That was yeah. like the first number one thing. Right. By the way, I'm 46. And he's almost 47. Right. And I'm 43. Yeah. We're, I guess I feel like I'm still a baby. No, so Mentally, like I, I'm like 15. I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm, I am not good at this stuff. Yeah. Thank goodness we have God to pull us through this stuff. Right. But what was I saying? Oh, we were, we were raised... Just like every other Southern kid, mm-hmm. we're in church. We, I was surrounded right. by godly people, or at least some that pretended to be. Yeah, and much like all of you in in church, we would always sing the first, second, and last stanzas. We still don't understand that. Yeah, we never sing. The third if anyone verse. knows what's going on with that, please get in touch with us. That's right. But uh, I gotta quit saying um in this too. Yeah. But uh, growing up. We had all these couples around us. Mm-hmm. I mean, our friends, parents, our, well, my relatives, because they were all right there with me. Mm-hmm. And for the majority of them, they all stayed together. Right. Happily or not. Yeah. But now, today, everyone we know that struggles, that has a serious problem in their marriage, they mm-hmm. just let go. Yeah, they yeah, they just call it quits. It, it just dissolves. It's easy as that. And most of them are found within our church. Mm-hmm. We go to a, a large church, and there are, I don't know how many couples now that have split. Right. And they have families. And for me, it's been a big shock because, I mean, if we can do it, right. you can too. Right. Now, this doesn't include abuse of any kind, mental, emotional, physical, physical, you call me, right? I will help you. Right. But, and you know, like her, my parents were the, uh, as far as role models, they were the, the, the perfect role models for a married couple. Uh, especially my dad, he was, uh, I mean, he treated my wife like, my wife, sorry, treated my mom like a, like a goddess. And, um, you know, so I got to watch that the whole time I was growing up and, you know, just my environment shaped the way that I should treat my wife when I got married. Um, and my parents, they started at 17 and 20. Yeah. I was an accident. Right. So a happy I. accident. Yeah. Yes. But you were a third. Right. I was number one. My mom was a baby. My dad was a baby mm-hmm. from in my eyes right. because well, they did it. They were together for 30 years, including the time that they were boyfriend-girlfriend right. as kids. Mm-hmm. And until his death, they were, well, they were a good married couple. Yeah. Of course, they argued because they started just like every other young marriage. You know, they, they grow. Right. And they may grow apart or differently. Okay, Pearl, we can't be doing this. See, we record in our house, so everything you get is going to be real. That's right. You may hear kids. You may hear dogs barking. Pearl. You may hear a squeaker like this. 
parole. You can't do that. That's it. That's our doodle, one of them. But so, you know, real life happens. Very real. All. And we're going to be completely honest with, with you guys throughout this throughout this whole thing. I'm too blunt not to be. You're yeah, you're blunt and I mean there's really no reason to sugarcoat anything. No. Because if you're if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know, I believe that uh uh, that God has you listening to it on purpose. Yeah, and, you're going to hear some truth. Yeah, you're going to hear. Uh, I mean, today today's kind of easy because it's just you know we're we're introducing ourselves to you, but we're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of everything in our in the future podcasts. Yeah, and like the next episode. Oh yeah, we're going to start with communication mm-hmm. because that's that's the base. Yeah. of a marriage. Right. It's the base of anything really. Right. Any relationship. So if you're married, you're, I'm sorry, if your communication's not there, then you're going to have trouble. Oh, yeah. And we've learned that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to learn how to talk to each other. Yeah. Because he came from a relationship where there wasn't. No, there was zero communication. And like I said earlier, they were just roommates. So they just lived together. Right. And didn't have to discuss things like kids. and. Right. Well, they had financial trouble, but it was because they were stupid children. Right. So that was a big, big problem mm-hmm. and a big reason it dissolved. So yeah. maybe I'm grateful that you didn't speak. Right. Maybe. Right. Right. I thought about sending her a thank you card yeah. every now and then, but I refrained. But no, it's it's going to get real uh, as we talk and we're going to be hitting the issues that you're struggling with. Uh, I mean, whether it's communication, whether it's sex, whether it's finances, kids, kids. Um, I mean, any anything you can think of uh, that could go wrong in your marriage has happened with us. The only thing we haven't dealt with actually together is infidelity. Right. Together. And there were no, that'll never happen. Right. Because there's there's it's not going to happen. Right. But he has. And so he knows how to, well, I don't know, you would not know how to stop it. Right. But you know why. Right. So we can get into that too. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else we haven't had happen in our marriage? That we haven't had happen? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Our house has never burned down. Stop. I don't need him getting ideas. Right. So, yeah, this is... This is actually a faith-based podcast. It is. We are devoutly Christian. And, you know, after all that we've been through and are still going through, actually, um, I'm still madly in love with her. She's still the most beautiful woman in the entire universe. That's right. Yeah. And he is beautiful, too. So, thank you. And that's why I'm still in love with you. That's right. He, we'll just get into it. We'll get into his good. We'll get into my good, my bad, his bad. We won't talk about bad because I don't want to get in a fight. By the way, we've never argued. No, we haven't. 15 we've years. Did, we've I think spoken we've had, loudly. I think we've had two disagreements. We've had discussions. Well, yeah, we've had discussions. But as far as actual voice raising. No, uh, I've never yelled at you. No. You've never yelled at me. No. I would knock you out. I know that. I know. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Okay. So that's, we're at Mark 30. Okay. Do we want to go any farther? 
Um, yeah, I think that's good for the intro. I do too. Yeah. I just wanted you to all get to know. And now every podcast may be different in length. Right. We may have an hour long. I think that's long enough. Yeah. I think anything longer than an hour, right? You lose me. So what we'll do is break up different topics. Yes. Keep you coming back. Mm-hmm. But um, like maybe communication will take two times. Right. Finances will take twenty. Right. But it's this is going to be a weekly podcast. Pearl, sit. Be quiet. Weekly podcast for people. Right. You probably need to be a heterosexual couple, though. I know nothing about the other. I don't either. So. Don't either. But, and also, faith-based or not, I mean... This is about marriage. We're not going to sit here and hammer out scriptures. We know them. We know them, but we're not going to just pound you with scriptures. I mean, we, uh, you know, a lot of times if they discuss marriage, uh, you know, either on another podcast or in church or anything like that, it's very sterile. It's very... It's hard to apply. It's very regimented. Yeah. And it's not, It yeah, it's not very applicable. I will say that our church did a series that was not hard to apply. And right. I do and still do remember most of that series. And I loved it. I yeah. thought it was very good. Yeah. And but we're that, gonna, we're gonna be started. Yeah, we're going to be real. We're going to be honest. Uh, like Jessica said, we're going to tell you the good and we're going to tell you the bad. And we're going to tell you the things we've done really well at and the things that we've done very, very poorly uh, at. As, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. As far as communication, though, we are setting up as of right now, and it should be up before the podcast is, mm-hmm. I have a closed group called The Ringer Podcast. Right. You can look us up on Facebook, and that'll be where you can submit questions. Mm-hmm. And... I'll try. Sometimes you can't see the posts, but hopefully I'll be able to see them since it's a group and not a page. Right. I shit Pearl. And then we also have our Instagram, The Ringer Podcast. It's right. just going to be fun. And then I'll, I'll post things to let you know when our next podcast is up. And this should right. be on every podcast mm-hmm. outlet we have right. eventually. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll update as that goes oh, to yeah. when things are up. Yeah. But you can also reach us at the Ringer Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Correct? Correct. What else? And our website is the ringerpodcast.com. Yeah. We got it all. With the W, don't forget the W. That's right. Ringer, W-R-I-N-G-E-R. Eventually, we'll do a Patreon page. Right. Yeah, we'd, um, like to, we'd like to do some extra content uh, and maybe, maybe, you know, answer emails or talk about stuff that... Uh, uh, you know, maybe we can't talk about in a public forum like this. Uh, uh, um, also, also, each week I'd like to give everybody homework. Yes. Because it helps. It'll help you think. It'll help you speak to your spouse or help you brainstorm if right. you're single. Right. About what's really going on with your search. Yes. But this week's, let me pull my papers around again. Okay, homework for the single people. All the single people. Okay, so for the intro, for everybody, what brought you to this podcast? Why are you looking? Just write this stuff down, keep it available, discuss it between you and your spouse, or just, like I said, brainstorm if you're single. And if you're married, 
do you consider yourself happily married for question number two? Right. Be honest. Yeah. And if you don't want to share this, that would probably be okay. Yeah. Maybe later. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are all about honesty. And as we've said, you know, we both think that if you take our podcasts and, you know, take them to heart, then they're really going to help your marriage. Okay. Uh, regardless of what you're Stop it, regardless of what you're struggling with. Okay, and number two for singles. That was for a married couple. For singles, how do you see life or marriage when the word happy is used? So for married people, are you happily married? For single people, what do you see as a happy marriage? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that a good question? Yeah, I think That's so. A good question. I put thought into this. We've been thinking on this for three flipping years. Okay, number three for married people. Three things you want to change or improve in your marriage. So you write down three things you want to change. Not three things you're happy with, but things you want to improve or just, I guess change is a good word. Improve is better. It's more positive. Right. And again, the more honest you are, the more this is going to help. Yeah, don't, don't lie to yourself. That's just stupid. And number three for single people. Three things you want in a marriage and be honest with that. Right. That was honestly, when you and I, before we met, I did that myself. Mm-hmm. What was I looking for? Right. And that's why it took you, that's why you were number 13. Yeah. I'm picky. I'm glad. I am too, because I you, picked the best. And you'd smell like garlic. <sighs> no, not be single and childless. Right. Okay. Well. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for uh, for hanging out and listening to us. And uh, our next podcast, we're just going to jump into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At each at the beginning of each podcast, we're going to, I guess, reveal or yeah. tell more of our stories because right. we can't really do that today. It would last six hours. Yeah, it'd be a long just like podcast. that phone call. That's right. But you need to know. You need to hear what we've been through, and we'll be. Like he said, we're going to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. We're going to, but there's no reason not to be. No. And you're going to be shocked. So get ready for that. And you're not going to learn if we don't tell you the mistakes we've made. Nope. And what we've learned. Right. And how our faith has really been the biggest part of that. That's right. Praise Jesus. So uh, see you next time. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. And we will will talk to you guys next week. We outie.